Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hey, it's Brooke and Linda and welcome to our Dream Club, where each week we binge watch the week's most important moments in culture and we put together mm, a yum, little yum, highlights yum. reel of our favourite stories with our own directorial vision. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we're talking about the TV show Succession and its return. Um, we're talking about the biggest award ceremony of the year, oh. the Bird of the Year Award. <laughs> we're <laughs> so excited for this Chirpy Boy chat. And we're going to chat to friend of the show, Dr Zach Seidler, about social anxiety, as we emerge from lockdown. We've all got it. We've all got it. How We're are we going to do it? We're feeling it bubbling away. <laughs> but do you know what? What? It's your birthday! Thank you. Thank you. I feel very uh, very loved amongst the lockdown this year, I have to say. It's nice sometimes having a lockdown birthday, isn't it? If you can get the presents and the cakes. No, seriously. I mooched around at home. There were deliveries that happened. I saw my sweet little wolfies in the park. Yeah. Even though it was a little bit cold, it was fine. We threw a blanket over your little legs. Over my legs because I dressed inappropriately for <laughs> but the it was, picnic. It was so nice. I basically just ate all day. You know, that sounds so wonderful. But, you know, I think today you might actually top it. And that is because I have a huge birthday message for you. Like, massive. What? Really? Yeah, I'm going to play it for you later. I'm going to play it for you later. Because I don't know if it can top the birthday message that I got from George from Survivor. Hello, Linda. It's King George speaking, and I want to send you a big, big happy birthday message from Bankstown. You only have your birthday once a year, so make it a celebration like no other. I hope you have the best birthday ever. Happy birthday, Linda. That's right. My boyfriend may have upped you, Brooke Boney, mm. by ordering a video appearance from one of my favourite Survivor contestants. Of well, the year. we'll see. We'll see, Linda. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay. and this is someone who's so famous, not even you know them. <laughs> the okay. bar has been set. <laughs> no, it's pretty high. Holy crap. <laughs> Let's get into it. Dream Club. I've been waiting 365 goddamn days for this day to arrive. Now, you might think, hey, Brooke Boney, entertainment reporter on the Today Show, she's probably talking about the Emmys or the Tonys or the Oscars. No, there's one competition, competition to rule them all. It is the Australian Bird of the Year for 2021. 46 birds will enter, only one will leave. Victorious. Each day, a bird will be eliminated. We are here to argue on behalf of our favourite birds, but also maybe just give a couple of the others a bit of a pep up as well. You know, there are a lot of Australian brush turkeys, also known as Australian bush turkeys in my area. Um, sometimes they, they take over the streets. They're mm. in the trees. People stop their cars to let them cross the road. So I think that they've already got the upper hand in certain parts of Australia, but it's not my bird of choice. Linda? Wow. Okay. Over to me. Over to me. Over to you. Over to me for, you know, the most exciting thing. People talk about the looks at the Met Gala. That does not compare to the cockatoos that I see <laughs> roaming around the park outside my house that I keep trying to feed walnuts day after day, balcony after balcony morning. I just can't make it happen. But this is 
Huge. I have been trawling the Guardian website. So this is presented by BirdLife Australia and the Guardian, where basically you get to vote for your favourite Australian native bird every day. At the end of every day, the bird that gets the least votes gets eliminated or the five birds that get the least votes get eliminated. So so it's actually very sad. It's super sad. They actually make them extinct. They wipe out (laughs) the entire species. And, you know, after the bushfires, this is the biggest threat to birds. (laughs) To bird life in Australia is they go around and assassinate them all. No, they don't really do that. It's just a... It's, it's a, just it's a celebrate. Elimination. It's just celebrate our yeah. love of birds, and we have so many amazing um, okay. uh, bird species. So I actually have an excellent bird picnic crossover story from the weekend. Oh, okay, go I on. I was sitting there enjoying a lovely picnic. The sun was shining. There was a bit of dappled light, and there was this one seat that was like overlooking the harbour. And this woman had bought herself some McDonald's. And it looked like she had like some sort of quarter pounder or Big Mac meal. I and feel like I know where pie. this story's going already. She goes to like sit down on the seat. She's having like the time of her life. And little swoopy boys start sort of gathering around. They were already trying to bother do. me, but I know that the way to a swoopy boy's heart is to make friends with them. So I guess she knew the same thing. Um, the only way that she could make friends with these swoopy boys, magpies, was to give them fries. They loved it. They were eating them up. Yum, 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 they were saying to each other. Google, gargle, giggle, gargle. They loved it. And it looked like a pretty harmonious relationship, mm-hmm. you know, to the casual observer. Mm-hmm. I was sort of commentating because I do like a bit of wildlife um, observation. A real Attenborough. I am. A real Atten Brook. Um, that's how, I'm that's Atten your Brooke. name. I'm yep. an Atten Brook. Um, so go on. So then... The bin chicken starts seeing the fries being thrown around. This woman absolutely shat herself. Really? She was like, ah, ah, and then like jumps up and like sits on the seat so that none of her feet are touching the ground like the floor is lava. More of them come for her. She starts like backing away. The sweepy boys by this stage, they've got what they want. They're not helping her out. Mm. So they have all gone and there she is just getting attacked by a whole group of ibises. Then she gets the bag and like scrunches it up. This is with like most of her food still in it. Yep. And she throws it towards them <gasps> to try to like buy herself some time so she can escape. So she's like running backwards away from all of these ibises who now have what they want. They wanted the food. They get into the bag. They start eating all of the chips. Then she sees that she's left her apple pie sitting on the bench. Oh, no, yeah. not the McDonald's apple pie, yeah. the greatest thing on the menu. Yeah, so I then, won't take <laughs> no. any arguments about that. So then she goes into the bushes, grabs a really long stick and starts like moving towards them like, get away, get away. All of the fries are like scattered all over the grass. I'm in hysterics. Like I've lost it. And I'm like, I'm so How sorry. How could you not? This is so funny. I'm so, so sorry. There were people like all over the park, like watching these scenes unfold. It was like the most entertainment that any of us have had for at least four months. And so then (sighs) she manages to get them away. She didn't harm them or anything. Um, Grabs the apple pie, the bottle of water that she had, and she just fled. You have to flee the scene when that happens. Also, the other great thing about that story is, guess what my favourite bird is? And also the bird that I think is going to get voted out really soon. And so therefore I'm committing to voting for it every single day just to keep it in the Australian bird poll race. What is it? The Australian white ibis. Mine is going to be the ibis this year too. I voted for the ibis yesterday. You know my Christmas present last year was a donation to the Australian Ibis Society? Honestly, they get a really bad rap. They are refugees that have had to adapt to city life. I know. 
I can't stand them being called bin chickens. They just give them a chance. They're a beautiful, beautiful breed. I, Lindy, I concur. I oh, second I'm so that. so glad about We're this. We're on the same team here. I'm really, really glad. Because I thought I'd have to convince you today. I thought I would have to convince you. Oh, Because we both God, chose our birds in, in isolation. I was like, okay, let's both choose a bird. And, and then, then we'll reveal. And we'll reveal. So... I think the same thing. They're a beautiful native bird. Yeah. They've somehow found themselves in the middle of a, a city filled with garbage, mm-hmm. which is now their only food source, mm-hmm. and they have to go around with these weird long beaks that look very cumbersome. They can't be comfortable to walk around with. Yeah. And they have to, and they smell like garbage all the time. People are mean to them. They don't like them. They it's are, classist. If you don't like an ibis, you're classist. Yeah. And do you know what? Also... They're a sort of a symbol of our re-emergence into the world because they love a picnic. They do. In fact, I'd say they're probably the original picnic lover. They don't let a picnic go. No. They've, they've loved picnics long before we did. So Get just, on just have board. a think about that next time you go slamming the ibis, okay? Yeah, but in Check the meantime, <laughs> scroll through them. Go vote for your favourite bird. Don't let it get eliminated. Voting closes in about two weeks. But I think you should vote for the Ibis. I also agree. You should vote for the Ibis. (gasps) Just today, they've got 288 votes. So go get on that right now. I know that that bird storyline really, really blew your socks off today. What a thick plot. (laughs) But I've got another question for you, Brookie. Mm. Um, So I... Love TV shows. Mm-hmm. I binge watch a lot. Uh, I've just finished the new season of Sex Education. Of course, it comes with so many rave reviews. There's an HBO series that I've never actually watched, but I've had it recommended to me a number of times in the last week. I know that the third season, I think, just got announced, and I was almost going to click play on kind of like an all-encompassing trailer, but then I thought, oh, there's going to be so many spoilers in this but I want to know whether or not I should be watching Succession. Ooh. I've heard the name thrown around so much in the last week. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you love um, intrigue? I'm intrigued. Do you love watching people with billions of dollars of inherited wealth uh, fight for their place in the family? It sounds like Shit's Creek. Is it Shit's Creek? It's not Shit's Creek. Okay, different vibe. Different vibe. But do you know? I think when you're when you're looking at it, you would think, "Oh, this is just like billions," but it's with a family. I did instead. watch. A, did I, you think that? I did look at a little bit of like I, I Google imaged just to see a bit of what the cast and what the vibe kind of looked like, and I did feel like, oh, feels like really thickly plot driven in that way that House of Cards requires a lot of. Like you've got to really be in it. You've got to be really up for the kind of politics Mm. and the internal drama, which sometimes I'm into, sometimes I don't know. I want a broadcast network. I want to see what other news operations we can sweep up. Local TV? Dad, nobody watches TV. Why shouldn't we do all the news? Uh, well, Kim Jong Pop, because that's not how things work in this country. Okay, so... I think that the writing is as clever as House of Cards in that there's a narrative that stretches all the way through and mm-hmm. you can't really sort of skip through it and hope to still be hanging on at the end. It is one of those shows where you're like... You're engrossed. You're engrossed. That's exciting. But it doesn't feel like arduous and it doesn't feel like you are struggling, you know, through it. You're like, oh, I'll just get through two more episodes and maybe then it'll get good. Mm-hmm. It is so enthralling. I love it. I actually just watched 
two the last two episodes of season two to get ready through for season three. Oh, which you is rewatched be them. I rewatched them to remind myself why I like it. Okay. So if you like things like. Um, it's sort of loosely based. Some of the characters are loosely based on like the Murdochs. Yeah, so is the it? media empire. So it's a, all set around a family who um, run a, a cable news network, some newspapers, a, a movie studio. So it is sort of loosely based on the Murdochs, I guess, in that sense. But there, there's also some like storylines that are feel a little bit more like Trump. So Lindy, I think that you will. I think you'll I will love devour it. it, won't I? Yes, and also they travel to different parts of the US and in different parts of the world. So if you're desperate for like re- being reminded of what other parts of the world look yeah, like and yeah. feel like, it is so beautiful. And also some of the wealth is like unimaginable wealth. And yeah, they're sort of prisoners in their own little family dynamic. And it seems like it shouldn't be a show that you enjoy because none of the characters are particularly likeable and you know none of them really endear themselves to you but for some reason it just works they're all so funny the mm. dynamics are excellent is kieran culkin in it he is in oh, it. oh i love kieran culkin i love any culkin yeah so yeah. <laughs> let's put it out there <laughs> and um there's also a couple of other funny um characters one of okay. them is um will ferrell wrote the whole character so it is he's oh. so so funny but it's quite serious. Like some of the topics are, are huge topics, you know, things mm. that we're grappling with, how media influences public policy, how responsible they are for, for the things that they put in the new, the newspapers that they own. So it's really interesting. It's not, uh, it's not a chore. I it's not a like chore. It. Okay. I think you'll like it. All right. I'm ready. and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. So we are mere weeks away from um, some sort of freedom in New South Wales and, um, you know, Victoria's not too far behind us. Other states, depending on what happens and when we open up, will also or have been enjoying freedom. So, you know, maybe you're looking at us and laughing when we say that we've got a little bit of social anxiety coming out of lockdown. It's this weird feeling where you're super, super excited to be getting more freedoms, but a little bit anxious about stepping out into the world, whether it's like health concerns that you have or you've just forgotten how to talk to other people, um, which is totally understandable if you've been locked in a house by yourself. Uh, Well, here to help us navigate this very tricky terrain is uh, Dr. Zach Seidler. So we have talked to Dr. Zach before. He's a clinical psychologist. He's a researcher and leading men's mental health expert. Hello, Dr. Zach. Hey, guys. How are you doing? It's great to be back. Look, we're okay, but we're just looking at our calendars thinking, you know, it's not going to be long until things are a little bit more normal. And so we thought we'd ask your expert advice for us and for others who maybe have like a little bit of weird social anxiety for coming out of lockdown. I mean, is it? do we have Stockholm Syndrome? Is that what this is? You're Collectively. in love with COVID. Yeah, you're just you're deeply in love with COVID and, and he's done bad things to you. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that uh, it's completely fair to be a bit worried about what the future might hold, um, but holding on to what you've learned throughout this time is really, really important. Uh, you know, lots of people have done culling of 
of useless friendships, for instance, where they realised that they were just being used. Um, not going back to those, you know, not going back to things that don't nourish you, that don't make you grow as a, as a person. I think everyone's realised what was, uh, you know, fundamentally helpful for them in this time and what was uh, really draining and so just because things might reopen doesn't mean that you should just revert back to old patterns. Um, so I think that really considering and doing a self-check, not just the day that stuff reopens, but regularly to be like, is this of interest to me? Do I want to do this? Do I care? And who am I trying to please here? So but what if people have like, um, you know, I've been seeing these memes where people are like, oh, I forget how to talk to people or like I forget how to interact or whatever. Do you think that they're like legitimate concerns or do you think that as soon as we sort of get back, we'll bounce um, back? We'll bounce back. Brooke, I don't think you've ever known, you know, how to it's, it's just, <laughs> interact um, in a social <laughs> <laughs> the the important thing is to is to realize that um, that's a fully understandable fear to have. Um, but we are social beings at heart. It will last, you know, really not very long. And the awkwardness, just you know, roll roll with it. That's that's the fun of yeah. it. I had a picnic the other day with some friends I haven't seen in a while. I've known them for 20 years and it was it was frightening and we just all commented on it. So I think what it comes down to is that vulnerability implies openness. And so if you're going to to struggle with something, don't struggle in silence. Just point it out. It's funny, if nothing else. You know, if if certain circumstances are very Larry David-esque, just, you know, give it a give it a jab. Give it a red hot go. Actually. That's a really good point because when I saw some friends about a week ago out in the park, I felt really awkward because it becomes this kind of dance around, I don't want to ask if this other person we've just run into is vaccinated or not that might be now standing really close to me. Someone else wants to come in and totally give me a hug but hasn't even really met me and I don't really know what their status is. One person's wearing a mask, one person isn't wearing a mask and I felt really kind of silly and almost rude if I was going to bring up like, oh, have you had your second jab yet? Or do you really think you should be standing that close to me? But then another friend came up and kind of bluntly said, hey, is this going to make you uncomfortable if I pull my mask down or if I have my mask up the whole time? And it kind of just broke it all down by not making it as awkward. What was their reaction? What did they say? Uh, well, they were asking me, actually. They were going, because they went to pull their mask down to talk to someone because mm. um, they couldn't, because the mask was really thick. You know how sometimes you get those really thick reusable masks yeah. and you kind of can't hear people's voices that easily through them. Yeah. Mm. And so my friend uh, kind of pulled it down and went and turned to me and went, oh, Linda, is this making you uncomfortable because you're still wearing your mask? And I was like, it's fine. You can do what you want. It's totally okay. But I felt hesitation in myself to ever ask someone to wear one or to not do it. And I got in my head too much about it. There's so many individual differences here. And, and you know, and that's why it's really been nice for me to connect with older friends because I can have those frank discussions with them where it's like, hey, mate, you're being a dickhead. Let's, you know, mm. let's do things differently. Whereas if it's a, a new friend or a new acquaintance or someone you don't know, um, they're all going to deal with these things in very different ways. And so it's kind of, that is that awkward dance. So you can't have a one size fits all approach to this. It's not going to work necessarily. And really what it comes down to is this is all just consent education, isn't it? It's like you were just talking about what's, what's their status. That word hasn't been used since the HIV epidemic. You know, it's like all of this 
is so tied up with what am I comfortable with? How can I talk about this in a, in a way that makes sense to me? And it's going to be so different for everyone. Oh, there's like so much to take in. I think that I guess what we're learning from this is feel comfortable like standing your ground a little bit, sort of know mm. what you're comfortable with, hold on to the good habits. Yeah, take it slow and definitely like just get back out there. But also you can respectfully <laughs> say no if you go, actually I've learned that I like spending Saturdays alone and mm. I don't need to, mm. I like to reset from the week if I've had a busy week and I don't have to fill my calendar straight away. Or if I hate picnics. Or if I hate picnics, which we actually established last week. <laughs> find your find your Linda or your Brooke that's your safety blanket and, and yeah. carry them around with you. That's, you know, I think moving <laughs> in pairs has been really useful. I've been doing that with my best mate. You know, we've been going to picnics together with other people that I might not be as comfortable with. And at least I've got him and then we can navigate it together, which has been useful. A buddy oh, system. Sweet. That is the best. A buddy system. I don't I know who it. my buddy would be. Mm. I can't think of anyone no, at all. I'm just so there's popular. No oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's literally no one that I can think of in this room <laughs> that I would want as my buddy. Um, hey, thank you so much for clearing up some of that for us, Dr. Zach. You know what? We'll make them into slides. We're going to share them on the gram. Beautiful. Come wait. Dream Club. Vote for the Australian white ibis in the Australian bird bowl. It'll make you feel good. Scroll through the other birds too and just familiarize yourself. But vote for the Ibis. Love the Ibis. Did you know that the titmouse is actually a bird? It's not a mouse and it has nothing to do with breasts. There's also a bird called Red Footed Booby and that has nothing to do with boobs either. Or Red Feet. If you are eating outdoors, in your hand. I did have mine swooped out by a seagull last week. It was not pleasant. Do you know, I've had like two bad interactions with kookaburras. One of them stole a hot chip from me and it cut my finger a little bit. Yeah, so watch out for the kookaburras. They might be laughing to your face, but they're also laughing behind your back. Let's train. Well, Lindy, it is our favourite time of the week, our DNM, our Dream Club update. And um, this week I wanted to devote it entirely to you because it, it's your birthday week. You know, it's been a long, tough year. And I was trying to think, like, who do I know? Who can I message? Who can I get that would be, like, impressive um, for Linda to get a birthday message from? And I was thinking, like, I want someone who's, like, a strong feminist uh, someone who's like really like cool, much cooler than us, cooler than probably wouldn't even want to be friends with us. That's how cool they are. Wow. Okay. I want someone who's like maybe like even a billionaire, you know, like I just want someone just way out of our league. And um, I pulled some strings and I actually, I made it happen. Surprise! Do you know who it is? Happy birthday! Go, 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 who? go. It's your birthday, we gon' party cause it's your birthday Got lots of presents just for your birthday Who is this? And this is for you I wish you many, many more birthdays, more wishes mm -hmm. and lots more gifts Yep I love you That, my friend, was Rihanna 
That's it. Hold on a second. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Surprise! <laughs> Happy birthday! She does go, not say my go, name. Go, go. No, it's but your birthday. if you listen closely, I think it's in there somewhere. It's your birthday. Got a surprise. It's just She's for your birthday. Saying, this is not real. She's not saying my name. You. It's for you, Linda. It's like 100 <laughs> for you. I wish you many, many more birthdays, Linda. more wishes, and lots more gifts. Linda. I love you. Linda. Oh my god, I can't See? believe you got Riri. I know. That was especially for you. Seriously. Happy birthday. We love you so much. Such a beautiful friend. You deserve wow. all How of the amazing. presents in the world. Especially that beautiful present. I have never Rihanna. even I've never even met her. I can't believe she notices who I am. She must follow me. She probably does. She pro- <laughs> she if probably you go and have a look through follow. Uh no, don't. She, pro- don't she have probably a look does. Have a look. No, don't. <laughs> Don't <laughs> uh, don't look through mine. Like you don't, just don't. It's from her burner account. It's yeah. from her real, real, it's real. It's from her Finsta. Her actual Finsta. Yep. I can't believe you got Rihanna. Yeah. But neither can I. But here we are, Linda. Here we are. You know what? That I, that I feel like that leads to my dream call update, which is that I felt so loved through my birthday from <laughs> from these beautiful messages. Because mm. sometimes in the lead up to birthdays, I feel like you just go, oh bloody, you know? Do I have to organize something? I can't be bothered, you know, it's just going to be another day. And then it gets to the day and you hear from your beautiful family that you might not have spoken to in a little while, friends that you haven't spoken to in a little bit. I got some really lovely phone calls from some friends that were overseas. Like Rihanna. (laughs) And like Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) Like my George from Survivor video and my Rihanna video. Yeah. You know? You are so loved. And then just getting delicious snacks delivered all day and hanging out with a woofie. You know, I didn't, I, th- I thought that I might feel a bit kind of at a loss not being able to be in a restaurant or have all my friends by my side and do these things that in, when I think of these like material things, I'm like, that would make me happy if I was able to sit in a restaurant with Brooke, if I was able to do these certain things. But actually I didn't need any of it. Mm. I didn't need any of it. I needed just a few little snacks in the day and a quiet day to myself and seeing a couple of friends was all I needed. Oh, that is so beautiful, indeed. Such a and lovely you still felt birthday. Very loved. Felt very, very loved and really, really emotionally connected to everybody that mattered. Oh, well, that is a beautiful place to leave it. If it's your birthday yeah. week, um, happy birthday to you too. Um, I'll see if I can get Rihanna to get do a message <laughs> for you, but. Um, I'm not making any promises because, like, that was a pretty big ask, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, we will be back next Wednesday, but until then... Please join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and leave us a chuggy review. Yes. Hit us up. Tag us in a pic. Show us where you are listening from. And while you're hanging out with your friends, tell them to listen as well. It'll be a topic of conversation. It'll be a something for you to talk topic. about. Yeah. Well, no, because there's nothing else to talk about. So yeah, don't talk about true. the COVID numbers. Talk about the podcast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> talk about birds. <laughs> yeah, I find headphones generally unflattering. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go on, Lindy. <laughs> Got it. Here we go. Hey, it's Rihanna, and you're listening to Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Listener.